Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and today we are bringing you our very first deck profile episode for 1.5. As requested, a Ragnar Lordmon deck. This is a very powerful deck, it can have some really explosive attacks and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. But first... Each week, I ask you a listener question, and each week, one answer gets a shout-out on the show. Last week, I asked, which Digimon from 1.5 are you most excited for? Cerismon, Mastermon, or Craniumon? Shout-out to our listener, Mitch Erickson, who said, While I think Ceres is going to be really cool, Mastermon has a huge number of crossover options, and the dual security trashing seems like a cool mechanic, too. Thank you so much for your responses, and please be sure to listen to the end of the episode to find out how you could receive a shout-out in next week's episode. Before we get into it, a reminder for our Australian listeners that H Gaming is running another series of webcam tournaments. I've talked about this before. H Gaming ran the Content Creator Tournament as well as the America vs. Spain series, and this time they are running a global event, the Digimon Championship. There's going to be a webcam tournament for many different countries around the world with the top four players from each tournament receiving an invitation to an international world championship webcam tournament. There are Booster boxes on the line as prizes, and H Gaming always really effectively runs these events, so it's going to be one to check out. The Australian event will be on the 1st of May at 9am AEDT. There will be a link to the signups in the show notes. Spots are limited to make sure to get in now. It is free to join. There's plenty of prize support. It's going to be awesome, and I hope to see you there. Also, after next week's episode, which is releasing on April 2nd, I will be taking a short hiatus. There will be no episode the following week. That's April 9th. But not to worry, because we will be back the following week, the 16th of April. Thank you for being understanding. I've got a few things that I need to go to, go do, but I'm really excited to then come back strong and have some really cool episodes for you guys. And we do have some cool things planned. So stick it out through the week of missing us and then we will be back 16th of april there is an episode next week though so don't forget to check that out and finally i made a mistake last week in our set review episode i erroneously said that tia ludemon and raiji ludemon's inheritable effects let you trigger d digivolve 2 on an opponent's digimon when you attack but in fact it's only d digivolve 1 that's still good but it's not quite as crazy powerful as d digivolve 2 would have been so i am very sorry for the incorrect information all right this week we have a very cool deck profile. It's our first deck profile for Special Booster version 1.5. We've got all the cards. We know what they do. Now it's time to get down to the nitty gritty of deck building. Now regular listeners know that I am a big fan of the color red in the Digimon card game and red gets some great new cards to play with in this set and one of the big new ones is Ragnar Lordmon. Ragnar Lordmon is a new red level 7. It can swing in for huge attacks and it has a bunch of support. It costs 14 to play, 3 to digivolve from either red or black. So you could build it as a black deck. Today we're going for a red deck. Ragnar Lordmon itself is red. It has 14,000 DP. As I said, it's level 7. It has security attack plus 1. It has reboot 
So after attacking, it will unsuspend during your opponent's unsuspend phase. And then it has an ability that lets you, when digivolving, place a Durandamon or a Bravoludamon from your hand on top of its Digivolution cards, gain three memory, making the Digivolution functionally free. So really powerful, can lead to some really swingy stuff. And it's a really cool deck, really cool card to build around. So I love this deck. I've played it a few times. It's really kind of splashy and swingy. It does everything that I really want Red to do, which is to have these big explosive turns. And I really can't wait to share it with you. I think it's a great, really fun kind of a deck to play. So first, I'll tell you about the cards I chose to include, then about the strategy of the deck, and then finally we'll discuss any changes that could potentially be made to the deck, because there's always changes we can make, there's always ways we can build it differently. And I'll go over a few of those that could be made. But first we're going to talk about the cards, so let's get started. First up, we have our level 2s, and we have four copies of a new red Digi-Egg called Gigimon. Gigimon has an inheritable effect that says your turn while there are five or more cards in your opponent's trash this digimon gets plus 1000 dp so this is obviously a really good boost it triggers fairly often it's not too hard to get five cards into your opponent's trash they'll often do it themselves just attacking into your security doing a few things so it's a pretty consistent power boost. It helps you get up over your opponent's Digimon. I really like Gigimon as a level two, and I wanted to show off some new cards, so I chose to include it as a four of. And then to round out our level twos, we're playing the full five. We're playing one Koromon from the starter deck, and Koromon gives the effect of if this Digimon has four or more Digivolution cards, it gets plus 1000 DP. Now in this deck, I think you could go either way, playing four Koromon or four Gigimon, because you're trying to Digivolve up to a level seven, so your Digimon will often have four or more Digivolution cards, so Koromon's plus 1000 DP will also trigger very often. So you could go either way, it's almost a matter of personal preference. I prefer the Gigimon but it really is up to you. Next we go into our level threes and the first level three that we're playing is a mainstay of red strategies. It is Monodramon. Monodramon is a two cost level three so very very cheap 3000 dp otherwise it has no effects but the reason we play it and the reason we play four of it in this deck is because it's so cheap and because we need to digivolve up to a level seven so we need to save memory anywhere we can. Next we play four copies of Argumon from the starter deck. That's Argumon ST103. This is the Argumon that costs three to play, has 2000 DP, and has the inheritable effect of your turn. This Digimon gets plus 1000 DP. No hoops to jump through. No um, special conditions to fulfill. Argumon will just boost your Digimon. That is so consistent. It is so good. And it helps you not only in the mirror match where it helps your Digimon get up over your opponent's Digimon, but can help you in a lot of situations just to make sure that you can beat anything on the board. So really good effect there. Then we're playing three copies of Gilmon. Gilmon's a three cost level three with 3000 DP. And an inheritable effect, the same as Gigimon's effect. While there are five or more cards in your opponent's trash, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP. Not quite as consistent as Argumon's effect, naturally, but still fairly consistent. It's a good sort of secondary version of that 1000 DP boost. So, as you Digivolve up, almost all of your level 4s are going to be giving you that kind of DP boost. So, you're going to be getting that pretty consistently. And then finally, we are playing three copies of Zubamon. Zubamon being a th new three cost to play, zero to Digivolve, 1000 DP level three with on play. 
Reveal the top five cards of your deck. Add one Ragnar Lordmon Digimon card and one Digimon with Legend Arms in its type from among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So when you play it outright, you get to look at your top five, put a Ragnar Lordmon and a Legend Arms type Digimon from them into your hand, put the remaining cards on the bottom. This helps you to search out your Ragnar Lordmon. Worth noting, Ragnar Lordmon, also a Legend Arms type, so you could potentially grab two. One for the Ragnar Lordmon, one for the Legend Arms type Digimon. There are also a lot of support Digimon in this deck that are Legend Arms type, so you have a lot of potential Digimon you can grab with this effect. So not only does it help you consistently get to your Ragnar Lordmon, it can also help you to find other key pieces to power up your Ragnar Lordmon or to otherwise get up those Digivolution chains. So really good card. Nice to have sort of three of them. There's so many things that it can hit that it will often act as at least a draw one in this deck, which is really, really good. Next, we come to the level fours. And first we're playing four Dark Tyranimon. Dark Tyranimon, it is no secret that Dark Tyranimon is my favorite Digimon card. It's a level four. It costs six to play, fairly expensive for a level four. 6,000 DP, so pretty beefy. But it only costs one to Digivolve. So although it has no other effects, it is the cheapest red level four to Digivolve. It helps you really just rocket up those um, Digivolution chains. The nature of the game means that when it's your turn, you will always have, even if you're being memory choked, you will always have at least one memory. So you can always Digivolve a rookie into Dark Tyranimon and do something else. And being able to do two things on your turn especially when memory can be so scarce on the ground when you're playing against certain decks, is so powerful. It helps you to really build up your board, get a few things going. So I love playing Dark Tyranimon at four, especially because you're trying to rocket up to that Ragnar Lordmon. You need to get there quickly, and Dark Tyranimon is one of your best ways to get there fast. Next, we're playing four copies of Zuba Egamon. This is a four cost to play level four, two to Digivolve, 4,000 DP, no main effect, but it does have an inheritable effect. Your turn. While this Digimon is level 7, it gains security attack plus 1. Now, we know that Ragnar Lordmon is a level 7, so if you Digivolve all the way up to Ragnar Lordmon and this is in its Digivolution sources, it will get an extra security attack plus 1. It already has one on the card, so it will be taking out 3 security on every swing, which is absolutely huge. Worth noting, Zuba Egamon, also a Legend Arms card, so you can potentially grab it with Zubamon's effect as well, which is really nice. That's part of the reason we play it as a four of. The other reason is that four cost to play isn't too expensive, so if you do get stuck in a place where you need to play a level four outright because you don't have level threes, whatever it might be, four is not what you want to be paying in one turn, but it's also not awful and it can get you up. So that's the reason we're playing four Zuba Egamon rather than four Greymon from the starter deck. Although our next level four is the Greymon from the starter deck. This is Greymon ST107. We're playing two copies of this. It costs five to play outright, so more expensive than the Zuba Egamon. Two to Digivolve, 4,000 DP. And it has, as an inheritable effect, security attack plus one. No loops to jump through. You don't have to be level seven. It just gives security attack plus one. But the reason that we're only playing two of them over playing four of them, as I said, is that we're playing four Zuba Egamon instead. We're trying to get up to Ragnar Lordmon before we attack, so we'll often be getting to level seven. Zuba Egamon is a little bit cheaper if we get stuck with no level threes and we have to play a level four. And... 
it is also searchable by Zubamon. So we're only playing two Greymon, but you could potentially play more if you had more and you wanted that consistency, you wanted to be able to do go big attacks at level six instead. Then finally, we're playing two copies of Cordramon. Cordramon is the sort of red generic blocker. So five to play, two to Digivolve, 6,000 DP, level four. It has blocker and it has, when attacking, lose two memory. Pretty generic. We're only playing two because this deck is meant to be very, very fast. It's meant to take gains very, very quickly. You shouldn't need too many blockers, especially because, as we'll find out later, we can also turn Ragnar Lordmon potentially into a blocker itself. So we shouldn't need too many. But it is nice to have as a backup. It is nice to have just a couple of Cordramon sitting in the back if you need a desperate blocker. From level from the level 4s to the level 5s. And first we have 4 copies of Groundramon. This is a level 5 that costs 5 to play. Has 6,000 DP. Just 2 to Digivolve. And no other effects. The reason we play so many of this is because it's a very, very cheap level 5. And again, we're trying to get to Ragnar Lordmon as quickly as possible. Even if it doesn't have the best um, inheritable effects put on it, we still want to get there really quickly. Groundramon's a great way to do that, to speed up. Only paying two to Digivolve to level five, very, very cheap. That is also the reason we're playing two copies of new level five, Lavo Garitamon. This costs seven to play, so much more expensive to play outright than the Groundramon. Hence the reason we're only playing two of them. But it still costs just two to Digivolve and it has... 8,000 DP, which is not too bad. No other effects. So between the Groundramon and the Labo Garidamon, we have six level fives that cost just two to Digivolve. It should be very, very cheap for us to get past level five and up into level six. And then the last level five we're playing, we're playing four copies of Duramon. Duramon costs six to play, three to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP. No main effects. It does have an inheritable effect, though. Your turn. While this Digimon is level 7, it gains security attack plus 1. The same effect as we saw on Zuba Egamon. Duramon, also a Legend Arms card, can also be found by the effect of Zubamon. And it can stack with Zubamon. It can stack with Greymon. You can potentially have a Ragnarormon that has security attack plus three, taking out four security cards in one swing, which is absolutely massive, and the reason we're playing for Duramon. Next, we come to the level six, and this is where you have a lot of flexibility. There are some really cool options for the Ragnarormon deck. First, we're playing three copies of Bryweludramon. Bryweludramon is a level six. It costs 10 to play outright, and three to digivolve from either black or red, it has 12,000 DP. It is a black Digimon, interestingly, can still Digivolve into Ragnar Lordmon, because Ragnar Lordmon can Digivolve from a black Digimon. And interestingly, for a level 6, Bryveludramon also has an inheritable effect. It gives as an inheritable effect blocker. So if you Digivolve from Bryveludramon up into our Ragnar Lordmon, that Ragnar Lordmon is going to have blocker. So really, really strong, especially because Ragnar Lordmon has reboots. So we've seen in black decks how powerful it can be to pair being a big attacker with having reboot and blocker. You get to attack and then you get to unsuspend in your opponent's unsuspend phase and be ready to block. Absolutely huge. Acts as a brick wall. Really cool effect. And that's why we want to play three. Also, another Legend Arms Digimon can be found with Zubamon. 
Next, we're playing three copies of Durandamon. Durandamon has the same stats as Bribaludramon, so 10 to play, 3 to de-evolve from red or black, 12,000 DP. It is a red level 6 this time, and it has as an inheritable effect piercing. It grants piercing, so works really, really well with Ragnar Lordmon, obviously. Did you evolve from this into Ragnar Lordmon? Your Ragnar Lordmon's going to have piercing, meaning the blockers basically don't matter. You can be guaranteed to get in for those huge security attacks. One of the downsides of having a lot of security attacks is that your opponent can just sort of throw a blocker in front of it and stop that attack. If you give your Digimon piercing, when it attacks and deletes an opponent's Digimon and survives, so when it attacks and deletes the blocker, it still gets to perform those security attacks, so there's no reason for your opponent to even bother blocking, and even if they do, you still get the security attacks. One thing to also note about Bribaludramon and Durandamon, they are named on Ragnar Lordmon. Ragnar Lordmon needs us to have those cards in hand in order to activate its when digivolving effect. So important for us to have not just three Bribaludramon, but also three Durandamon to give ourselves the biggest chance of having those cards in hand and being able to use Ragnar Lordmon's effect to digivolve into Ragnar Lordmon for free, which is absolutely huge, but we'll get to that in a second. First, we'll talk about our last level six, and the last level six we're playing is another really cool new red level six, Blitz Greymon. Absolutely love this card. Blitz Greymon costs 12 to play outright, 4 to digivolve from either red or black, so a pretty big digivolve cost, but also flexible. 12,000 DP, it has piercing, so very difficult to block the Blitz Greymon, and it also has a when digivolving effect, and the when digivolving effect says trigger D-Digivolve 2 on one of your opponent's Digimon, so you trash the top two cards from one of their Digimon, really, really weakening it. A level 7 goes down to level 5, level 6 to level 4, level 5 all the way down to level 3. Really, really powerful sort of removal effect on a Digimon. And then Blitzgreymon can then also just be a big piercing attacker, especially because you'll usually be boosting its DP with things like Argumon and Gigimon and Gilmon. Also, because it's red, it can still be digivolved into Ragnar Lordmon if you really need. Obviously, you'd prefer to digivolve from Bribaludramon or Durandamon, but really important that you can also, in a pinch, digivolve from Blitzgreymon. So finally, we'll talk about the level 7s, and we're playing, obviously, because we want to maximize the number of times we're able to access our win condition, we're playing four copies of Ragnar Lordmon, the full four copies. So to recap, it has 14 to play, 3 to digivolve from a red or black level 6, 14,000 DP, fairly high. It trades with almost anything except for Omnimon. It has security attack plus 1, so it's a big attacker. It has reboot, so it unsuspends on your opponent's turn, so you can attack and then keep it safe. And it has, when digivolving, you may place one Durandamon or Bribaludramon from your hand on top of this card's Digivolution cards to gain three memory. What that means is, if you digivolve into this card and you have a Durandamon or a Bribaludramon in your hand to put on top of those Digivolution cards, you can functionally make the Digivolution free. You get up into this big attacker, you still hold the turn, you attack, you do huge amounts of damage. Really, really hits hard, especially once you put those really cool inheritable effects onto it. This thing can go absolutely nuts. And finally, we're playing two option cards. We are playing two copies of Gaia Force. This is still in 1.5. Really, really solid removal for red decks. It gets rid of anything. Delete one of your opponent's Digimon. 
So Gaia Force, eight cost option, delete one of your opponent's Digimon, also activates that effect from security. It gets rid of anything, no qualifiers, it doesn't have to be a certain level, it doesn't have to have a certain amount of DP, it just deletes something. So really, really powerful, but because the deck is so fast, because our Digimon are always so powerful, we don't need as many copies of this card, hence we can feel comfortable playing just two. So those are the cards that we chose to play and why we chose to play them and the numbers that we chose to play them at. Let's talk about the strategy. Obviously the main strategy of this deck revolves around Ragnar Lord Bond. You want to build up a solid Digivolution chain. If you do that, if you put some really good inheritable effects on it, like you put the Zuba Egamon effect, you put the Duramon effect, you can stack up those security attack plus ones, and you, the Ragnar Lord Bond can swing in for three, even four security on every attack, which represents a huge swing in your favor. The deck can also be very fast. It's got lots of ways to cheaply get up to Ragnar Lord Bond, so it can be really, really speedy as well, which is awesome. The weakness is that it is not as strong if Ragnar Lord Bond is taken out. That's why we play four of them. That's why we play numerous copies of Zubamon in order to find the Ragnar Lord Bond. And that's why we play Blitz Greymon to be a secondary sort of big attacker if we need one in an emergency. Now, of course, there are other ways that you could build this deck. One of the big other ways that you can build this deck is you can build a black version of this deck as well. If you're building it in red, another change you can make is to add a copy or two of Omnimon Alter S if you have them. Omnimon Alter S is another level 7. It's white and costs 15 to play, 6 to Digivolve from either a red or a black Digimon. So it will Digivolve from any of your level 6s. It has 15,000 DP, the most DP in the game, naturally. It has a when digivolving effect, where it triggers D-Digivolve 1 on all of your opponent's Digimon, and then deletes all of them with 5,000 DP or less. So it's going to delete basically anything on your opponent's board that's level 4 or lower will be deleted. A lot of their level 5 or lowers will be deleted. And if you get really lucky, even a couple of their level 6s, which is insane. And then when attacking, you can make this Digimon unblockable for the turn by returning one of its level 6 Digivolution cards to your hand. Now, there's a couple of reasons I really like that effect in this deck. One is obviously that you can swing in for the win and not worry about being blocked. Secondly is because you can make a huge Omnimon and be guaranteed that it's going to attack for those multiple security attack plus ones. Thirdly, the fact that you can Digivolve up to this if you need to in a pinch... You can Digivolve it from your Bryweludramon or your Durandamon, and then you can use Omnimon's effect to return that card to your hand in order to use it on a Ragnar Lordmon Digivolution chain. So I really like the fact that if in a pinch you can Digivolve up to the Omnimon Alter S and then its effect can return that level 6 to your hand so you can Digivolve up again, which is really, really cool. Another way I've seen to build this deck is I, I have seen a couple of people using the War Greymon from Special Booster Version 1.5, which is the level 6 with 12,000 DP that when you Digivolve into it for that turn, that Digimon gets security attack plus 1, and then also uh, when attacking, it doesn't activate the security effects of any option cards that it checks in your opponent's security. Now, the play there, Digivolve into the War Greymon, give it security attack plus one, and then Digivolve up using the sort of Gerandamon slash Bryvaludramon effect to Digivolve up into Ragnar Lordmon for free, add another inheritable effect, and attack 
because it's the same Digimon, it will still have the security attack plus one from the War Greymon. And then if you've got your Zuber Egamon, if you have your Duramon, that represents a massive, massive, massive attack. You can attack for all five security potentially in one turn. So that's another way to build this deck. If you're really looking for that big showy all five security in one attack kind of move. As I said, this deck is really, really fun to play. I like how fast it is. I like the fact that it has these huge swingy sort of attacks. You know, sometimes what I love about Digimon is that there's lots of different ways you can play. You can play it kind of manipulate, manipulating stuff. You can do the Serismon sort of strategy where you're keeping your opponent under control by suspending all of their things. You can do purple and keep deleting and then reanimating your own stuff. But also sometimes you just want to play Reg, you want to just hit people for a lot of damage, and that's where the Ragnar Lordmon deck really shines. Those big attacks, that really quick gameplay style, win or lose, your games are going to be over quickly, and that's what I love about Red, and that's what I love about this deck. So if you go out and build your own Ragnar Lordmon deck, I would love to hear about it. Please let me know what are the choices that you're making. What cards do you agree with from this deck? What cards do you disagree with? Is there anything that you heard me say that you disagree with as an inclusion? I would love to hear from you. We all have different opinions. We all have different deck building strategies. And I absolutely love to hear the deck building strategies of other people. That's how we learn and grow as players. So please do feel free to get in touch if you've built this deck and you want to share your cool tech. Hopefully you've enjoyed this deck profile. Whenever I do these deck profiles, I always like to remind you that this is just my suggestions. This is just a starting point. It should never be just build this deck and I'm going to be done. This is what I'm going to play forever. That is certainly an option, but I think if you want to grow and develop as a player, you should use this as a jumping off point for your own deck. Make your own deck building decisions, play with it, see how it feels, see how it works. Especially since we all play in different metas, we all play against different people, and what works for me, what I've decided to include in my version of the deck, might not work in your meta, might not be as strong. So please use this as a jumping off point, but do make sure to throw in your own sort of twists on it, especially because it's those twists, it's those little changes that we make to a deck that really make it our own and really make it go from something that's cool to play into something that feels so good to sit down and play and get those big attacks off and do those really flashy things because it's you, it's your decisions that are helping you to do those things. But you've heard enough from me and now I would like to hear from you. This week our listener question is what is the biggest turn that you've seen in the Digimon card game? Maybe you had a perfectly Digivolved Ragnar Lordmon and you swung and you took out all five security in one attack. Or maybe you managed to unsuspend all force Vigramon like five or six times in one turn. Whatever it is I would love 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 to hear about it. So please Tweet your answer to us using the hashtag, hashtag Memory Gauge Podcast, or comment on the listener question post that goes up in our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. Do either of those things, and you might receive a shout-out at the top of next week's episode. And, of course, if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, please tweet at me at EFMG, email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com, or go and join our Facebook group. I'm always happy to hear from you listeners, always looking to have discussions with you and to hear what you have to say. New episodes of this show come out each week, so please be sure to follow the Memory Gauge podcast on your podcast service of choice, which will help you stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.